New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community, proudly supported by Umbrella Connect. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're here at episode 517 and today we're going to delve a little bit into not just the new normal that we have today but also looking out a bit further. So I guess it's a a slightly futuristic sort of view on the world. We're calling it the next normal. Uh, And today Eugene Afanasi is here on the show. Welcome along Eugene. Great to see you. Good to see you Paul. 517. Wow. I've been listening to your show for seven years now and now I'm a part of it. It's really exciting. Have you had many PR people on your show before? Uh, well, it, it, it's interesting. We have had one or two people that wear the sort of, you know, public relations and, and communications um, hats, but I, I don't, it's not something I, I would usually do unless mm. I know the person reasonably right. well and I know that we can actually have a, a pretty genuine, relaxed conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, um, still, I still have to say good <laughs> things about our products. So. <laughs> yes, well, maybe you can just give us a, a short intro to listen. I mean, we met. Uh, probably about I don't know six six plus uh, you know years years ago um, you probably remember a little few more of the the, the background um, on that and you've been away in the UK for a couple mm. of years mm. and, and COVID sort of you know brought mm. brought you back to uh, back to New Zealand yeah uh, but yeah where do you fit into this big wide world of, of tech and, well, and media right now right so well I've been working for global tech companies and innovative startups across uh, North America, Europe, uh, Asia Pacific, and here in New Zealand for the last seven years. Um, for the last two years, I spent working in London, um, mainly on American and European media technology companies. Um, like LTN Global, who provide broadcast quality internet services, Amino, who create set-top boxes and internet streaming services, and and also companies that are helping to develop the next generation of uh, VR and AR devices. Um, before that, I worked in Auckland. Um, with companies like IBM to help bring to the forefront their AI systems, Watson, Facebook, uh, Fitbit. You'll remember a lot of me from back in the day. And, of course, Ancestry, where if you if you can remember to six years ago, we, we launched Ancestry DNA. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, you were, inv- you were involved in that and um, <laughs> that you brought the Ancestry guys into the office and yeah. I had to spit into a, yeah, uh, yeah. Into a tube that they went away and, Very sexy. Uh, and, and tested. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it, I just find it fascinating the the constant you know evolving technologies mm. that we have, mm. and you know, look, I, I think you you know you've seen some interesting things. So I'm keen to delve in um, today. Now you you know you're working with Huawei now. Mm. So the mm. last what, yep. about about eight eight weeks or so, yes. you've been For... uh, working with Huawei. So you're not sort of fully deeply embedded there yet, but you seem to be pretty quickly up to play with 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 many of the things uh, happening in the Huawei world. So we'll probably dive into you yeah. know one or two of those sort of newer newer things that are that are happening. Yeah, you know, the the phone side, I guess. Mm. We can, we you know, we could delve into and the politics. We probably won't go too too deep into into that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm um, you know I'm I'm really interested in sort of chatting. You know, future things that would be a yeah. whole other show if we wanted to sort of you know uh, delve delve in <laughs> and and and, uh, and so on. Talk about all the geopolitical landscape and so on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to sort of see what you know a little bit of what that future mm. you know looks mm. like um, for Huawei. But yeah, when when we got uh, you know, talking 
recently. Uh, so you know, some discussions around well, you know, how how are, how are things changing? So I'm I'm curious, just your time in the mm. UK. Uh, yeah, here in New Zealand, we we kind of we kind of feel we're we're somewhat world leaders with our ultra fast broadband, mm. our, our mobile networks uh, have have been you know pretty fast yeah. and and you know pretty robust. We've you know we've seen you know varying sort of stats in terms of how well we're uh, we're we're doing. Mm. What were your experiences with you know two years outside uh, New Zealand? Well, what, what did what did you see, and what was you know what, what was the la- the landscape like? It was you know, internet was a lot cheaper in London, but walking around the streets of London, you, you'd experience just complete mobile blackouts. If you were to catch the underground, you wouldn't be able to get mobile services on that unless you used that local underground um, subscription service, which is a bit funny. Paris was a little bit different. You you could catch the underground and um, use uh, 4G mobile services, but in London in London you couldn't. But what is really interesting is when the pandemic hit. It was the biggest mass behaviour change in recent history. Everybody started working from home. Um, everybody got onto the internet. Not just not just businesses who were always using the internet but also schools and and some health services that really the london internet speeds really took a hit then that's interesting and it doesn't seem to be unique uh you know i remember that probably the first uh client that i spoke to who who you know was really taking mm-hmm. uh Things seriously around uh, COVID uh, has a team in in China, mm. and um, you know a firm that that is, you know has involved a lot of manufacturing in, in China and yeah, dis- distribution around the world. And yeah, they said once uh, you know once their team and and you know I mean this wasn't just their team. This was mm. you know China was getting under yeah. under under lockdown that. The internet usage, of course, went up, mm. and the performance went down at a you know I think in a, in a manner that yeah was pretty frustrating for a lot of people trying to get work done. So yeah. there were there were windows of uh, of time Bottom when mix. they were really really un- unproductive, right? And yeah. the things that to a degree in certain parts of New Zealand anyway uh, you know those with good connectivity and, and appropriate sort of you know Wi-Fi or wired access on you know on the end of, of yeah, fast broadband access uh, generally pretty good experience with uh, you Absolutely. know video video meetings stuck, Zoom or Teams or WebEx etc right yeah um, but yeah we've certainly heard about some, some variances so what did you actually see there in terms of you know the those variances, how 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 reasonable was it, or was it was it did it get a bit sort of stuffed for for, for some people for, at times? For for a lot of people, it was reasonable, but for some, especially in the regional areas, the ability to perform basic work tasks became quite difficult. You're doing everything on the internet now, um, but experiencing those bottlenecks at that time, it was tough. It was it was you know you how can you have a client meeting? Um, when you when you can't connect to the internet well and, 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 and you can't you can't hear what your client is saying, you can't get a brief, you can't interview someone, you know. It's just um yeah. It, well I'm keen to keen to delve a little bit more into yeah. that, um, you know, further on the show in terms of 
you know, what impact do does work you know we're working from home have and, mm-hmm. and, and some of the challenges we have in New Zealand are not just working from home there's a you know a whole raft of things that mm-hmm. that broadband um, you know maybe out of maybe out of be part of the picture in terms of yeah. helping us change and there's other technological things um, there as well um, and here in Auckland you know you talked about um, you know, in the underground London underground and you know lack of uh, at least you know mo- mobile connectivity yeah. you know LTE 4g uh, connect Activity, I think, yeah, Wi-Fi there, but you know, not necessarily direct uh, mobile access. R- you know, right, yeah, within uh, yeah, uh, half half away. a block from uh, <laughs> from our office. There, uh, you know, the, in fact, it causes the buildings to shake at times as work on the city rail link here. It's so um, exciting to in Auckland. Get that now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of nice if we, you know, if we certainly, um, you know, for anyone who ends up in a good, uh, you know, lo- locality mm. compared. Compared to the the city rail link in, in Auckland, and you know, over over time, I guess, I mean, Wellington's already had you know rail for a very yeah, very long yeah, time. We had yeah. Yeah, obviously some some rail in Auckland, but having this sort of central um, city rail link will be. Um, be really interesting, but yeah, that's one thing I hadn't thought too much about is yeah. what's the mobile coverage going to be yeah. like. It only covers a, a reasonably short area, so. Maybe not as uh, as impactful as in you know some scenarios yeah. like London where people are spending quite a big chunk of time yeah, um, yeah, underground before underground the train sort hours. of you know <laughs> before the, the the train sort of you know pops yeah. out into the countryside and so on. Um, but it's certainly something we have to um, we have to think about now. Um, COVID nineteen, of course, has has helped facilitate mm. a whole lot of a whole lot of change yeah. and look you know some of that stuff you know I think a lot of uh, people involved in technology uh, you know will have have feelings about in terms yeah. of the good and, and, and the bad of it but certainly that move to video uh, calling Zoom Teams WebEx and, and you know so on mm. um you know, Google and others in this space too, of 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 course. So there's there's you know just been this this mass migration, and in fact, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, their phone phone system, mm. and they were saying, well, what do we what do we actually need? You know, what do we need a phone system for? And there's the you know we we're getting into this time where yeah, actually. What is the role of a of a traditional phone system as we you know move into a world where the next generation yeah of it's actually of, just normal yeah. to do things um, via video so you know you think of boardrooms or meeting rooms you know yeah. we're, we're always become you know, the norm fitted out with yeah. uh, um, you know conference calling systems basically just not getting used because everyone has actually now made that switch it's you know mm-hmm. it's taken taken some time the technology's been around for a reasonable point. And it's been used to a degree, but COVID's kind of just pushed that through, yeah, the, through the roof. Yeah. Has the slow uh, transition towards a digital workspace has been really accelerated by the pandemic. Um, you know, last year working from home was a nice to have perk. This year it's become a necessity. Um, everybody's on Zoom and Slack, and you know, you name it, all of those sort of collaboration tools, and. Everybody's using their their laptops and they're they're experiencing Zoom fatigue um, at, at the moment. You know, staring into a screen the whole time. Yeah, because you would be do, you, I guess, doing a lot of international work. I mean, in in some ways, here in New Zealand, 
for for other countries kind of looking at what happens and how mm. habits are here we're actually you know 6 to 12 months ahead this is yeah. this, this is the future we've right done, we're, we've done really we've, well we've done the lockdown yeah. and we're we're you know more out of lockdown than than you know most parts of the world and it, you know it, it varies and uh, you know there is yeah I think there, there there's a whole mix in, yeah. in different countries in terms of rules and you know what individuals are comfortable with what uh, you know different you know, entities are suggesting you know we know the likes of Google and Microsoft and, and those and those sort of tech firms from home, yeah. yeah and yeah. Have, and have said look you know through until you know mid mid 2021 um, yet here in New Zealand we kind of have we have that that choice now whether yeah. whether to be um, you know working remotely or not and then we're seeing quite an interesting mix how's that playing out what are you seeing just within Huawei right yeah. do you, how yeah. often are you in the office is that every day and what what are you seeing across the rest of the team I, I've been I've been in the office every day because I, I need that eight weeks and I have to I have to meet everyone but yeah, um, yeah. look we, you're, you're right we've done really well at managing the pandemic here in New Zealand um, we are as you said, six to 12 months ahead. So, you know, we need to stop focusing on the new normal and start talking about the next normal um, and, and and seeing how that will, you know, how how we, we are moving to this idea where the office is redefining its role, where, where it's becoming hybrid. Some team, some members of the team are, are going to work from home. Some, some members of the team aren't. So we need the right technology to to facilitate all of that. Um, we, you know, the University of Otago uh, published an interesting report that uh, looked at um, the future of work, and it found that seventy percent of Kiwis had no regular experience of working from home before the pandemic. They also found that the majority reported to be as productive, if not more productive, but. They found that um, collaboration and communication was was the second biggest challenge after not being able to switch off. Yeah, the, the, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a flip side, isn't there? Mm. When you know, when you're just when you're sitting at home, staring at your screen, doing mm. all these meetings. Mm. There's yeah, you talked about so, yeah, the Zoom Zoom fatigue earlier. Mm. Um, there, there's that aspect. There can be a higher level of productivity because you you cut out some of the the. You know, chit chat and sort of social element. Um, it, it is, it's is, you know, quite a strange dynamic. So, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm really pleased actually here, you know, in, in New Zealand that we're not, you know, we're not all on, lo- on lockdown. No, and no of course, buying tickets to yeah. festivals, right? Yeah. Like um, uh, going for corporate runs, which we did yesterday and um, won the best individual. Um, uh, we, we yeah we came first on that. Um, you had a, a a team. Yeah yeah yeah. We had a team and um, we we got the best male. Um, so yeah, bit, you know quite quite fast. We're um, at Huawei. Yeah. Um, so you're competing against other companies. Yeah yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah. But um, what, what I was going to say is that we we are expanding our business offering and. and uh, in New Zealand, here year. comes the cell. Here, here comes the cell. Here comes, um, here, here comes the cell. As people are embracing <laughs> a new way of working, we have launched the Idea Hub Pro. Um, yeah, well, we, I went and had a look at that yeah. um, at, at your office, and that you know, was one of the reasons I it wanted was really to, impressed. Wanted to catch up. Um, rubbish that technology. I just don't know how <laughs> you could put the Huawei name on it. No, I mean it's look the. Um, 
the changes that are they are really happening at at at, at how I've you know have been I've you know it's fascinating watching this you know it's a really unique position that mm. Huawei is in and look. Um, you know, there's all sorts of perspectives on mm. you know the politics and yeah. and yeah. and um, you know what's the impact? Is Huawei still going to be you know standing in a in a in a year or two? Um, certainly, you're still releasing phones. Mm. I you know, saw the um, Huawei P40 um, P40 is doing uh, well. Mate phone. 40, so there's um, a there's a range of phones yeah. there, but of course. Their their impact on the market now is sort of is dulled because it's, of what the US have done in terms of it's blocking been, it's the been Go- Google Play Store, it's been right? So yeah. even with good even with good hardware, mm. um, you know that's limited with, without you know quite the same software tie-in, mm. and with chips and things running out, that will sort of impact Huawei's future from a yeah, from a phone perspective. Yeah. But then on the flip side, um, yeah, there's there's other devices and we've got the uh, Huawei Watch GT2 Pro here. I'll have a look at over the you know over the next few days. Um, I see audio products coming into mm. the into the uh, market as well. There's TVs there uh, oh, in the in the China market. The laptops have recently um, been trying out. So there's kind of this you know whole broad sort of ecosystem. It, it feels like Huawei is really expanding out to be um, you know, a little bit like uh, you know Samsung. Yeah. Sony, other brands in some ways, uh, they actually are really broad consumer electronics yeah. sort of play yeah. rather than than actually just a you know, telecommunications yeah. related firm. Yeah, and exactly. Um, and yeah. and one of the things with with all of those different technologies that we'll be putting out there and, and out there now is uh, Harmony, which is a new OS, um, and it's all about. All of those little things, your watch working really well with your phone, your head earbuds. So, what and what, run, like what that. runs the Harmony OS right now? Well, we we haven't launched it yet, but um, what will be launched soon, and I'll, I'll send you a press release. <laughs> <laughs> here, we, here we go. Um, so, but have you have you seen it yet? Is I, it something you've seen around I've, the office been, yet? I, I haven't seen it around the office, but I looked at um, some of the presentations they've done in China, and it looks phenomenal. Um, it's all about about, you know, it's all about being easier for the developers. So creating something on your phone that will work really well with your watch. So, for example, right now you can put your phone in in some location of the room and use your watch to take photos of, of yourself, right? That, and that's that's quite a basic task. But in, in the future, we'll be looking at, you know, doing corrective yoga poses, um, <laughs> you, using, you know, things like that. Interesting. And, um, the but way- this, this is sort of a... Um you know, with, you know, whenever the development started, I mean, there's a, there's a level of this being sort of a response mm-hmm. to, you know, a you know Google sort of controlling mm-hmm. their ecosystem, and then, you know, now the US sort of you know con- controlling yeah. that that even more. Um, but uh, you know, I think. It, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because yeah. you know we've seen say you know Microsoft 
you know, trying to have a play within the mobile space, yeah. not be able to etch out yeah. the market share. But we're talking about here Huawei is a company that is, you know, in a, in a, in a, the in a, for um, a long time. Yeah, in, um, a, in a really big position, smartphone wise, yeah. you know, glo- globally. Um, I think in one of the stats, Huawei briefly hit the number one spot. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, um, and and then in China, of course, where um, you know Huawei is is you know incredibly uh, dominant in, yeah. in the market there. So you know, I think there there is. Um, I think it'll be an, an interesting, you know, period if mm. uh, Huawei is able to, you know, sort out chip supplies and things like that. Yeah, and we um, we, and, we and make really the love dots working with up. Google, and we'd love to keep working with them. But um, as you have said, that the, this whole political situation has made it quite difficult for us. But we, there's just no way for us to move but forward. You know, we can't we can't wait. For, for for them to let us go and use Google again, we need to we need to do something, and you know. We yeah, but there's no guarantee of, of that sort of stuff. Of course, no. changing government yeah. and the yeah. new president in the US may you know may, may, <laughs> may change things. So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, new products. Now you mm. mentioned this Idea Hub um, yeah. Pro, and. Yeah, look, there have been one or two products in in this um, space of creating, you know, what's effectively a uh, a meeting room TV mm-hmm. multi multimedia mm-hmm. um, hub, um, three in one. <laughs> and I mean, I've, I've tried. Well, I can't remember how long ago it was. Maybe sort of, you know, twelve, eighteen months, maybe even two years ago. Um, you know, product from Samsung. Mm-hmm. It was a sort of digital whiteboard yep. and. So on, use a stylus on it to TV, you know, project yeah. content to it, and so on. Um, yeah, certainly uh, Microsoft with their uh, this is Surface Hub, Surface um, Hub, yep. and Google had a product called Jamboards. I'm not yep, sure if you've seen right. them. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a digital it's, collaboration. It's kind, kind of a, a, a busy space. It is, yeah. But the, the one thing that I've um, I've noticed is. It's it's felt to a degree, um, and and this is partly because it it is it is something of a of a niche space, mm. but it's it's felt to a degree um, con- constrained. You know, we're used to our normal you know our smartphones mm. and our you know, laptops and so on. Those things are getting renewed you know, every mm. year. Mm. And with with these sort of TV type products, by the time you buy a product, possibly it's you know it's yeah. already you know somewhat somewhat out of date. Yeah. And then you know you potentially get further behind. So the interesting thing here, um, and I actually can't can't quite remember what the i five chip was in the um, um, in the Huawei that we had a, had a look at um, today, whether it was a eighth gen or or, or tenth gen uh, processor, but um, that actual whole computing mm. component that sits in the back of the TV mm. um, is is an add-on board. Now we're not hearing that it will be upgradable in the future, but I'd I'd kind of like like to think that uh, you know if if newer uh, you know when, when newer chips yeah. come come out yeah. at some point in time you might you know, maybe be able to replace that unit. Who who knows? Um, but this this idea um, of decoupling sort of the touch screen from the from the mm. computing. Mm. Is really interesting, um, and the device it, it itself is combination of um, 
Android. So the idea yep. idea um, Hub Pro has has Android, but you can you know flick it when you've got that uh, that card in, which yep. I think comes standard yep. in the New yep. Zealand yep. market. Um, you can flick it over to Windows, yep. and then you can run your Zoom, yep. Teams, things like yep. that. Yep. Um, and, and it's got an open SDK for third-party applications as well. So any enterprises who want to use their own um, version of Zoom or, or whatever it might be, they can they can load that onto it as well. So that's yeah, that's quite uh, good. Def- definitely, yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, and yeah, I saw there was an interesting um, dongle that you offer that could plug into, yeah, I think Windows machine, uh, Mac, that would um, basically you know mirror mirror the screen regardless of what yeah. you're doing up to there. Now you still support the uh, mirrorcast and 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 that that sort of stuff as well. Well, but I think it's designed as a you do load some software, but then you you can actually pass around this little um, the little dongle yeah. goes into a USB port, and you could you know pass it around if different people wanted to uh, take over the screen. It's not you know not an approach I've seen before. I'm, I'm not sure how practical that that would or wouldn't um, be. Um, but I, overall, I did as you suggested mm. earlier. I was actually pretty you know pretty impressed yeah. with the, with the with the product. Uh, you know, 4K camera. It's got a level yep. of sort of um, face tracking yep. where you know it takes the I guess the facial movements and and audio because yep. it yep. has it how many how many um, microphones are, are on so the TV? There are twelve microphones. Twelve microphones. And it uses a beam form technology to, to zoom in on whoever's zoom in speaking. On. Yeah. So in a way, it acts like a personal producer for anybody who. Well, if there's a number of people around a boardroom table, or I'm calling BS on that. That's that's the PR <laughs> speak personal. <laughs> producer, what is this? Um, no, I, can, I mean, I, 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 get, I, get, I get the tasks. point that yeah. you know that you're saying. I mean, you can, you know, it's got this eight meter. Uh, range and yeah. admittedly, I haven't been outside a room, so I don't know how you know how good that capability mm-hmm. is. But the fact that it can you know fo- focus in to a degree on the speaker, avoid some of the other noise, and yeah, then actually zoom zoom noise. the camera in yeah. on who's speaking. There was a bit of a delay uh, in that, but look, I haven't seen any other product in in uh, well, actually, there's a few products in the market that do that, but not too many. But what I what I liked is it's a all in one device. It's got mm. the camera. It's got the mics, yeah. You can. It's on on wheels if you want it. Can yeah. go on the wall. Um, yeah, you can roll it into a room. Just be careful. Our room's got quite small doors, and I'm, I'm not sure quite sure could, it would. I'm, I'm sure not sure it could, would. This is a challenge. It, it would get fit, a, fit through the a, through the door. The Samsung wouldn't. We set it all up on its wheels, and then tried to get it in, and we had to dismantle uh-oh. it to uh, to get it into the room. Um, but but yeah, overall, I think look, really really interesting um, device, and just sort of simplicity mm. of that all in one um, unit. Probably the only thing that I. I thought was was really missing is you can go out and buy these sort of you know combo systems of a sort of you know touch screen that goes on boardroom meeting room table uh, with camera and mics and all these bits which are, which are built into that unit and mm. a PC and so on um, and those are, those you can buy as a Zoom room system or a Teams room system yeah um, and that's that was really the only sort of shortcoming that I could see that some people will be looking for is is it to be that official. Um, Zoom room or team room system, which has a you know an extra layer of simplicity. Mm. So if you want to use uh, you know teams on it or, or what have you, 
then you know someone's got to go and and uh, you know and sign in, or you've yeah. got to you know put in the details yeah, of, the, yeah, of the meeting yeah. that you're that you're joining. Um, but Which you know, isn't too other, difficult other, to other, than, other than that, um, yeah, really really interesting product. Um, and coming in at, I thought were quite good price points, thirteen thousand um, New New Zealand. I'm Oops. presuming that's excluding GST. Um, maybe maybe not. Maybe, um, maybe not. But um, for the that's the sixty five <laughs> inch, and then GST, there's yeah. um, and then there's an eighty five no, excluding GST eighty five inch at seventeen thousand yeah. dollars, which is a um, a massive discount mm. compared uh, to the Microsoft Surface Hub at that sort of size within within the New Zealand market. So it is. I yeah. think that 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 will certainly uh, you know help help sway one or two and, one and or two any people. businesses can come into. Huawei for a demo. Um, <laughs> I didn't see an eighty-six inch there, but no, you, you did have the you did have the sixty-five. Yeah, we so, did have this. Yeah, look, really interesting to see the technology. Now, I wanted to sort of delve mm-hmm. back into um, into you know some of the other um, topics that we we were sort of talking about in terms yeah. of you know future and and change and so on. Something that we talked about before the show is how the how the world changes now that actually. Working from home, uh, video meetings is is a much more accepted practice because there are people who've been doing this for a really long time, yeah, and yeah. you know, and and I know you know you and I have, and most of our listeners will have done to varying you know degrees, um, you know, had some of this you know themselves and in, in, in their organisations, but it's now just yeah, I mean, totally normal ma- mainstream. And I'm kind of curious what other changes this might lead to. And, you know, part of the reason that I've I've sort of got an interest sparking uh, in the early days of autonomous vehicles Mm -hmm. and and why, you know, I personally invested in in Tesla was around this this concept of being able to uh, get quite easily from A to B and... Possibly, sometime in the future, we will see uh, be in a position where you know a vehicle can uh, you know do a fair chunk of of the driving um, for me, and mm. you know maybe maybe one day uh, you know do all the driving. But then there's a there's a kind of a uh, and uh, there are variations on that. Of course, here in New Zealand, we've got Whisk Aero who are testing the autonomous yes, e taxis, um, and look, that's that's just fascinating. It's great that uh, the New Zealand regulatory systems and and you know a whole bunch of other things have meant that New Zealand is a great place for that. Yeah. I, I hope we'll see more uh, of this sort of testing going on in New Zealand, whether it's you know autonomous vehicles, flying autonomous vehicles, and and, and imagine, other such things. Imagine going from the Coromandel into Auckland City in a space of 25 minutes rather than driving for three hours um, to 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 a meeting or something like that. Yeah, so you could be you could be based, based in the Coromandel, yeah. have, have Working you worked there, home, and just you know with your idea hub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, but, but then getting into one of these autonomous aerial taxis and, yeah. and then um, going to meet your your customer downtown or, yeah. or whatever yeah. it might yeah. be, or, or going to I know set up some project or, or it's it's very exciting mm. um, very exciting so um, yeah so there's that aspect yeah. and I guess yeah that, that that becomes part of this picture of where we need to actually or you know where we can work from and I mean New Zealand is 
to to a pretty reasonable degree near the you know near the forefront in terms of getting out good quality broadband to yeah. people in a lot of locations. Yeah. I mean, we're hitting, I think uh, maybe it's end of 2022, where the the you know the next stage of the ultra fast broadband network uh, will hit. I think it's hit around 85, 86, maybe even 87, somewhere in in that range. Uh, percent of the population mm. will have mm. access mm. to ultra fast broadband. You know, should, should they choose to uh, have it into their like you know into their their home, etc. And look, I mean, we're seeing very strong strong uptake. So you know, yeah. mo- most uh, most people that have it, uh, you know, are, are switching uh, to it. So that will open up some really interesting opportunities. Whether it's uh, somebody who maybe wants to, um, and I mean, I'm not sure of, I don't have all the addresses in front of me, but mm. you know, say someone who works for a firm with a, maybe a you know an office in Christchurch, but they actually want to be further. Out in in Canterbury, yeah. um, you know, maybe Banks Peninsula, maybe elsewhere, but you know, somewhere where there's a good uh, good connectivity that opens up those opportunities. But also, it might be someone actually wants to be, you know, a really long way of you know from from an office, uh, whether it's a you know Auckland office or, or anywhere else in the mm. country, and they're like, well, actually, I like the you know the the back of beyond. Um, I don't know quite uh, where we're at with um, ultra fast broadband getting to places like Stuart. Island, um, and there's there's probably uh, in, in areas know. like that, fixed wireless networks make sense because you can deliver very fast broadband um, type speeds. We've I think with our 4.5 G towers that we we did a trial with Spark in 2018, hmm. uh, we cracked one gigabyte speeds in Christchurch. So bringing Te- technic- a technology technically, like that, yeah, technically you, you can, that's you possible. Can We've got you know satellite broadband coming as well as uh, right, yeah. through you know from. Uh, from SpaceX, so you know, New Zealand is going to be you know, on top of the fixed you mm. know, capabilities of mobile capabilities. Will be, I think, yeah, very very well serviced. So, and and of course, what we see in New Zealand will certainly become relevant in. Yeah, you know, I, I would think. Yeah, you know, m- most parts of the world, we we do you know hear about you know, other locations that that do really really struggle with broadband, and that does mm. still exist to a degree. Uh, we have uh, we have Kiwis um, who who live in, in in places like Bali and other mm, places, mm. and they you know work this kind of you know remote sort of lifestyle, and and you know that's worked reasonably well for them. Uh, sometimes up until COVID, when they've you know yeah, just decided. Yeah. To uh, uh, decided to you know that come come, come back right um, so yeah if we if we look forward a bit I I wonder how that sort of plays out we've got this housing you know challenge yeah. in in New Zealand where we've got a, a limit of of space around our um, you know around you know most cities and and Auckland probably feels the most mm-hmm. of of that pressure you know generally and there yeah. are all sorts of rules and regulations that um, yeah make it make it difficult to sort of solve solve that quickly but I mean you know one of the options and I seem to be coming across more and more people who are just saying well who who cares about 
Auckland, actually, yep, there's nice beaches and there's this or that, but actually I can you know, live somewhere else and I can actually be right by a beach. Exactly. And I've got yeah. um, you know, a house that's a fraction, and, a fraction of the price and, yeah. and varying other combinations of that, right? And you can bring right? your big city income to, to a rural area and help diversify the economy. I think, I think it's a really, I think what the internet will provide, fast, fast connections and this idea of Zoom towns, I think, I think that's going to go a long way to hopefully solving a housing crisis and maybe maybe even helping boost up regional economies i think yeah i'm i'm really curious about that because we've had parts of uh, of new zealand that you know the likes of northland uh, where yeah it seems seems you know part parts of these areas have been sort of left you know, out in the cold and, you know, e- economically for, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And we we just, we haven't really seen a whole lot of advancement. And it's, I don't think it's, it's easy. I don't think there's, there's a, there's a five minute fix, but mm. actually just this reality of being able to not just work, but study and learn and communicate with you know a, a, a broad range of people healthcare. being available. Um, you you might remember reading some reports in Kaitaia last year where doctors had to turn people away because they were fully booked, and you know, people would have to drive for two hours to see a, a medical practitioner. Um, we uh, uh, partnered with Lance Sullivan, um, and he has been developing these things called the My pods, which are 44 square shipping container units that's been converted into a medical practice that can be operated by a nurse and an assistant and they use we're not talk, we're not talking robots here to actually not, operate on no, people it's but it's human, more a sort yeah, of a, t- a telehealth like a type, type service, scenario yeah. so you can, you can turn up there doesn't have to be a doctor actually at that location and then they use the internet yeah. wireless um, fixed wireless the fixed wireless network to um connect all of this different technology, medical technology, and also um, bring in experts if, if you need them um, who can write a, a prescription or, or anything like that. So, Yeah, um, yeah that, I'm, that's I'm kind been, of interested how that will play out. And, of course, we won't ultimately need – you know, probably a whole lot of pods necessarily. I mean, there'll be there will be scenarios where people need to come in and they, mm. they need to see somebody in yeah. person. Yeah. You know, uh, local nurse or something. If you know, if that um, you know catered to the requirement with the remote doctor. But of course, the the ability to you know use an app, use a video call mm. to talk to a doctor, sort of pretty much wherever you are. Uh, particularly as we we you know end up with. Yeah, the very, very large majority of the mm. population having a you know a good quality device with good quality you know yeah. camera on them, and I think there's the advancement going on in wearables as 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 well. Um, you know, you, you used to represent <laughs> sort of Fitbit. Of course, yep. we you know no. Huawei doing doing. Uh, you know some some very capable mm. devices now with with the you know the standout on the battery life front. Yeah. Uh, Apple adding adding a lot more from a health perspective, and it seems like you know that's going to be a you know a continuous part of the involvement. Um, and yeah, I kind of I kind of like to think that you'd be able to pick you know anywhere in this country or actually anywhere in the world in the future. 
and your distance from sort of healthcare professionals, from traditional employment and so on, actually actually isn't going to matter. So if you kind of, you know, want to, to, want, degree, want to buy that yeah, house that's, degree, um, I think we, you know, that's a, that's a quarter of the price of a, of a house in Auckland City, yeah. um, then that would totally be be an option yeah. and um, you know you're not obviously there, there's a lot to be said for yeah. <laughs> you know person to person interactions and, yeah. and and so on um, but it, you know that does that does vary from person to person as as well so um, yeah I think there, there's really some some times ahead where at the moment we can only sort of you know look and predict and sort of you know think through how these dots might join up and and there are other pieces to the puzzle, yeah. you know, that we don't we don't quite know about yet. There are aspects of you know here here in New Zealand, um, you know, I know people that have that have gone to say um, Thailand to to get um, their eyes lasered, or you know they've gone mm-hmm. some you know mm-hmm. the, the, the sort of medical tourism, right? Yeah. So that's something that's been growing in in recent years. So. There, there may be more options. For instance, on the health front, you can go. You could go to a, you know, a New Zealand online GP. Mm. Well, you might, in some cases, go. Well, actually, I'll go to, I'll go to the online, you know, GP somewhere else. Now, I would imagine because New Zealand, as a as a country where we have. Um, you know, uh, state involvement and, and funding of these things, mm. and that's probably reasonably unlikely. But I can imagine that might help level things up in some other markets yeah. where medical, um, you know, expertise is very expensive. Um, well, obviously, the, there, there are cases you still need to go and actually, you know, physically get operations. One of and the stuff interesting done. things on that point is that um, with super fast internet, you'll um, and robots, um, you'll soon be able to do remote surgeries. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's been that, done that's, before. That's, it's, it's an like interesting it's space, isn't before, it? But you, how you would really you, need how would you feel about being under the under the knife of a of a either an AI doctor, an AR doctor, or <laughs> or, or or an or an augmented reality scenario where you got the doctor, yeah. or, uh, you know, a, a thousand uh, kilometers away? Um, well, it could be quite interesting if they sort it, of they 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 uh, they slip with their. Uh, their, their gear, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but um, with with super fast internet, you you know if if you want to move a robot somehow um, and yeah. haptics have remote and remote arms, that, remote right. arms, yeah, um, you'll you'll be able to deliver that. Mm. Um, and I think in in the next ten years, we'll start seeing a lot of that uh, coming to the forefront as as the next uh, way of. Um, Improving remote healthcare services. Of course, robots are expensive, and and all of this technology well, is expensive. I, I, I know. Y- yes and no. I mean, what we what we see, and you know, we've seen this, you know, over a long period, as the prices keep coming down, right? And so, um, yeah, you can buy a you know a smartphone today for a hundred dollars. That's you know more powerful than True. what ten years ago would cost you, you know, a thousand dollars, yeah, etc. Certainly, you know, in the years since I finished up at, at high school, you know, computing power has you know, increased by you know, at least a thousand fold. Some would say, you know, 
ten thousand or, or or more, um, and yet you know the price of technology and you know in general uh, you know that more powerful technology is is cheaper than what was mm. you know what what was available um, back then. So these things that at the moment sort of feel a little bit um, you know science fiction and, and futuristic, you know, in in reality, um, depending on what things you, you know you talk about that are that are futuristic, mm-hmm. uh, some of those things will just become you know very mainstream, and they'll they will easily justify their own cost and you know, we, we delve into discussions about sort of you know autonomous vehicles and so on you think of the the cost of having somebody you know drive a truck around mm-hmm. you know for instance the the United States on these you know big big uh, long journeys yeah. and yeah I can I can certainly see a point in time where you know the the cost of that robotic element is Decrease. well, and the technology you know is so good that it you know it will, it'll make sense exactly. for uh, you know for that to um, I guess you know change the role of of people and and look our our employment and our roles have you know have been ever mm. ever changing I think throughout uh, throughout history as you know we found tools to help and and technologies yeah uh, and and that's just going to keep happening isn't but it at the core of this is the internet and a good connectivity will provide the right foundation for innovation. To thrive, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, look, it's been it's been really good to uh, thank to, you for having me here. To have you on the show and have a bit of a um, bit of a catch up. I think I sort of you know caught you on most of your uh, uh, you know P- PR uh, um, um, bits, but uh, no, that was <laughs> <laughs> no that 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 was fun. And look, I, I am I am you know genuinely curious around you know what. Huawei's future mm. will look like. Mm. It is really interesting. See, you know, um, this sort of transition into you know a, a, a broader suite of products mm. for Huawei, and I, you know, I guess uh, the things that we've thought of uh, from Huawei in the past, um, you know, changing in, in markets like New Zealand, and you know, we'll be we'll be watching, I guess, what goes on in yeah. in China because that you know some of that will be reflected. Into yeah. uh, into markets like uh, like like New Zealand, uh, and yeah, how the politics sort of you know cha- changes the picture in the future. Um, I mean that's uh, that that's it. that's anyone's guess really. So it's, it's yeah. certainly a um, a time of uh, of transition ahead. Um, now I should uh, say thank you to our NZ uh, Tech Podcast uh, show partners for their um, great support of the show and of the uh, the the tech um, ecosystems here in New Zealand. So uh, yeah, a big thank you to. Uh, Umbrella Connect, uh, Sumo Logic, Vodafone, uh, Spark, uh, Vocus, and HP. Um, so thank you to those companies. And um, yeah, we I, and I should just as a as a reminder say that um, you know all of our show partners we appreciate the support that they give to the ecosystem and to the podcast, um, but they don't have any editorial control. So I will you know continue to say what I say <laughs> and share my uh, my opinions, even even if it at times it uh, you know might might uh, uh, you know be be challenging for them in some ways and um, yeah and and look the, just the freedom to talk to um, you know any firm that's not something that any of them have any control of um, and look for, uh, 
thanks, Eugene. It's um, you know I wasn't quite sure uh, you know how how open things were at uh, Huawei at, <laughs> at the moment. So you know, nice that you're able to um, yeah get yeah. a bit of time and uh, and, and, and come and hang out and 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 chat on the show. And look, you know, I think people uh, like me are, are interested in terms of what is you know what does the future hold for uh, yeah. uh, Huawei? What is yeah. the you know what is the picture going to look like here uh, in New Zealand over the next year or two ahead? Mm. Whether it's uh, TVs and audio and other sort of you know, to mention con- green, consumer green electronics technology things, technology as well, um, solar uh, solar powered technology. Okay, okay. Well, apparently. We are the world's biggest suppliers of uh, of the inverter market, which connects uh, AC to DC from from the. But yeah, smart solar power solutions is, is another thing that we uh, we are looking to move into. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of things that Huawei's doing yeah. that we we, <laughs> we might not necessarily know about, and um, we'll have to next mm. week. We'll be doing more sort of a tech newsy segment, so we'll delve into probably a little bit about um, Kia Aerospace. Um, have been in the news this week for their uh, unmanned solar powered um, aircraft uh, that are going to be involved in. Uh, an aerial photography, which has traditionally sort of been done from space, very cool. And um, yeah, they're putting up these uh, these aircraft that will go up to, uh, I think, about uh, twenty kilometres up. Wow. So um, what's that? About sixty thousand feet. And um, although kilometres is probably the right measurement for us being um, in New Zealand, and uh, and doing aerial photography from there, and sort of really bringing bringing down the cost and increasing the regularity of those sorts of things. That can be done, and um, yeah, most of us we you know, look at Google Maps and so on, and we're just used to the, a lot of that data actually being really outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I, I noticed um, uh, just on a slight tangent there, but you know, we've had Google do all the sort of street views around New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but I saw uh, an Apple car the other day yeah. going round with its cameras and stuff on it, and um, it was just dri- driving through uh, Kingsland here here in Auckland, and was uh, was. Taking a, a bit of uh, a bit of footage, so um, we'll we'll end up with um, you know more more of that footage, and I guess you get a bit more a bit more competition, and mm. uh, and this data you know probably gets a bit fresher and you know, nicer nice to have um, you know a few other few other options. But uh, yeah, New Zealand playing in that space as well. I don't know whether they'll be sort of flying over um, you know places like uh, North Korea and whatnot. I imagine they'd get shot down, but um, probably for non-military usage, I imagine would. Be um, would be their work if you're doing that for military reasons. You probably go a little bit uh, a little bit further up. Um, anyway, that's us for this week. So um, thanks everybody for listening in. Uh, thanks to our show partners and um, thank you Eugene for yeah, uh, for you. joining me. Really enjoyed it, Paul. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks everyone. And uh, just a reminder, you can find us on uh, you know across most of the social uh, media channels. Uh, we do often stream uh, these episodes live as well as as the audio download podcast which of course you can find over all of the, the podcast uh, platforms uh, so if you're not already following the show on uh, LinkedIn uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter um, YouTube, you know, whatever is your favourite channel for uh, consuming video then um, yeah, look out for us on, on one of those channels uh, or just for keeping up with, uh, with our updates. Alright, thanks everyone catch you next week, see ya New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community. Proudly supported by Umbrella Connect.